Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Aloha and Peace. This is Dr. J. What a whirlwind of a year we're having in 2020 here. So if you happen to be listening to this podcast episode after the year 2020, you can feel free to take what resonates, leave everything else behind, or perhaps this will activate something in helping you to remember and reflect on things that you've learned in 2020, perhaps. However, at the time of this recording, things have been totally tossed up in the air for me, myself, as well as a lot of the individuals that I speak with on a daily basis. Now, having said that, having said that there are so many things that are tossed up in the air, that it feels like a world has been turned upside down more than once. In fact, I've probably lost count as to what quote unquote normal feels like for me at this point. However, one thing that I am beginning to see is that we are very resilient. The human race is a very resilient race. One of the things that I wanted to speak about today has everything to do with learning when to keep going and learning when to take a step back and reevaluate what it is that we are after. Now, in fact, something that I have written about recently um, has everything to do with balancing this masculine and feminine energy that I have inside. And we all have this masculine feminine energy that enervates us, that brings us to life. So when we think of the feminine energy, it's everything to do with the nurturing aspect, the aspect that manifests and brings in to our experiences the different things that might be in our hearts. The feminine energy is the energy in which we tap into the creative energy, the the creative flow that is always just wanting to come alive within each and every one of us. Whereas the masculine energy has everything to do with the energy of wanting to go after our goals, the energy of wanting to accomplish things, to make things happen. It's the energy of... Um, so it's not necessarily the masculine energy that we think of when we think of how we as a society have divided this this idea and concept of masculine versus feminine. But the masculine energy is the energy that wants to produce. It's the doing part of us, whereas the feminine energy is the being part of us. Now, something that I've learned and have quite come to know very well is this idea or this um, awareness that I, for as long as I've been alive, have tended to lean towards or lean into the masculine energy. So I like to produce, I like to do, I like to go after and pursue and achieve the different things that I set my, my sights on. Whereas the feminine energy, the part of me that wants to create um, in the flow of things that wants to surrender that part of me the one that wants that wants to nurture that part of me is something that I've learned to suppress for a very long time and I know there are so many different experiences that I could probably um, count from my childhood as well as even recent experiences where I wanted to suppress that part of me the part of me that manifests the part of me that wants to just surrender and just to be present in the moment because I have neglected one side of me for a long time and because I've learned in the past couple of years what it means to balance the two energies I've overcompensated so I've overcompensated by 
putting myself into this feminine energy in that role of nurturing other people, nurturing myself, of just being present in the moment and allowing things to come to me. However, I have neglected the part of me that wants to create, that wants to pursue, that wants to feel the emotions and to feel the rawness of what it means to be alive and to expand. So you see, when the two energies, the masculine and the feminine, are in balance, we interweave into our lives, or maybe the the best way that I can describe it in terms of how I've experienced it is that life becomes not cyclical and that we're stuck in one spot, but that it's a, it's like a cylinder where growth happens not linearly. Healing doesn't happen on a linear path. However, this expansion that we experience should we choose to lean into the expansion is that we grow not in one straight line, but in like that spiral. It spirals out and up. And it's the most amazing feeling to feel balance on a consistent daily basis. Because when I feel balanced, when I am in that place and zone where I am expanding up and out in a in a spherical way, I find that I am completely aligned with my heart space as well as my headspace. Now, a lot of us don't realize that if we were to take a step back and really listen, we could separate the ego from the soul. The ego is everything that we've come to believe about ourselves. It's the the different patterns of thought that repeat on a day-to-day basis unconsciously, mind you. And it's the different collection of experiences that have shaped how we see this world. However, the, the part of us that goes beyond that ego, because we're not just the physical bodies, the soul part, the spirit part of us is something that exists beyond our thoughts. Now, we can tap into the soul part of us, the spirit if we can learn to go beyond our thoughts, to go beyond the way that we've patterned ourselves into living life on autopilot, if you will. Now, when we balance the different masculine and the feminine energies that exist within us, we learn to expand in a way where we can find a a wonderful balance between knowing when to pursue and knowing when to surrender. And because this part of us is out of balance, because all we do is look outward and not reflect inward, we begin to create a lot of chaos and dis-ease, not just in our environments, because our environment and this thing that we call life and reality is simply a projection of what we experience on the inside. Because this thing has been out of balance within us, we create a lot of chaos and havoc. And that's, this is when we begin to feel and experience different things like depression, anxiety, um, even physical maladies like diabetes or even the constant headaches that I know a lot of people have or body aches. So if we can learn to balance the, the two energies, the masculine and the feminine, we can learn to really project outward the, what it feels like to be in flow of life. Life isn't supposed to be something that we experience on just one continuum, on that happiness continuum. In fact, if we can learn to experience, embrace, and welcome life in a way that we can truly become a part of everything and everyone 
that is an experience of the expansion as well as the constriction. So what I mean by that is if we can learn to embrace the pain as well as the the joy, then life becomes this magical play of wonderful um, enchantment that just continues to produce from within our, our unconscious awareness or unconscious part of us. So without going too much on a, on a tangent um, or just speaking in metaphors here in circles, I wanted to share with you guys today what it means to know the difference between when to pursue, so that masculine energy of producing, when to pursue, when to keep going, versus when to take a step back and to just allow life to happen, when to surrender. I know it's easier said than done when I say that we can make an intentional decision from a moment-to-moment basis or on a moment-to-moment basis when we consider how to live life in a way that allows us to make wise decisions. I know it's probably easier said than done for me to, to share with you that it can be so simple to know the difference between when to keep going and when to just step back. And I know that probably a lot of us or a lot of you, not us because I'm not a parent, but a lot of you that are listening that are parents probably understand this really um, this resistant pull and push or right the pull and push of what it means to be a parent when to allow your kids to experience life in a way that they get to learn their experience versus when to actually step in and to protect them from things that are actually quite dangerous. Now, this pull and pull, that almost like that resistance, or if we learn to just let go, it's no longer resistance. It's a, a wonderful dance, a divine dance, if you will, of really experiencing life and then to be an active part in it as well. This part of us becomes or becomes activated with so much energy and life force if we can learn to understand when to push and when to draw back. For me, the easiest way to distinguish each and every decision that I have made, intentionally made, when to push and when to draw back, has been to go within. And I know that's something that we hear a lot, to go and meditate and to go think about, or not think about, but really feel into your body, to feel into your heart. To go within really is the only thing that I can share with you that matters. Because it doesn't matter how many scriptures, how many different gurus you listen to, you hear about, you read about. The only way you will become who you're meant to become, why you're here, is to truly go within and to listen to your own voice. And the easiest way to do that is to tap into the heart energy. Now, the magnetic force of your heart is much, much stronger than your 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 headspace. In fact, science has measured that the magnetic, the electromagnetic pull of the heart is more than a hundred times stronger than the force that your brain creates. So the heart's electromagnetic and energetic field is actually bigger, more expansive than any other organ in our bodies. So when you consider the heart space and when you consider what it means for you to tap into that vital force, in fact, ancient Egyptians thought the brain was minuscule. They actually didn't think it was important enough for us to carry into our afterlives in such a way that if a person had died, they would keep the organ of the heart with the body 
but take everything else out, including the brain. So consider that perhaps your heart space is an organ, is, is this gift, is this resource that we've lost touch with. And if we can learn to tap into the heart space, to really listen to our inner voice, our inner wisdom, we can really connect to our source, our creator, God, he, it, she, them, whatever you refer that to. You can really tap into the part of you that exists beyond the five senses that we've come to define as our reality or as, as our physical life here. And so when we can learn to listen to that inner voice, we can learn to distinguish when to pursue, when to pull back. However, for me, when, when I started learning and practicing the, the art because it really is an art of how to understand when I should go after something and when I should step back. But when I started practicing that art, I gave myself one rule. And that one rule was, if I were to just for five minutes, sit back, separate myself from every other noise out there, and just breathe in and consider my decision, whether it was to continue with my PhD and my dissertation, whether to surrender and say that maybe this isn't it for me. If I could sit back for five minutes and just reflect on and bring my attention and awareness, my consciousness to that decision that I wanted to make in a way that would be in the service of my best and highest good, my number one rule in making that decision intentionally was which decision brings me peace? Now, because I, I happened to mention my dissertation, I maybe I will bring that example into this um, episode here. So I did get my PhD at UConn, University of Connecticut, and those four or five years really tested my ability to understand what was in my heart space, what I wanted, versus what other people wanted of me, what other people's expectations were of me. In fact, the expectations that I had for myself, I realized were expectations that I didn't even want to have. They didn't align with who I was and what made me light up, what helped me to feel expansion in my heart. So as I was getting my PhD, I just remember feeling so disconnected from the different people that I was surrounded by. And in fact, I grew really despondent in terms of the the work that I was doing, the research that we were doing. I kept asking myself this question over and over again. What's all of this for? What's the point? And because I felt so disconnected, I didn't have the, the social bonding that would have helped me to feel like I, I belonged to something or a group. And that was all the doing on my end because it wasn't anyone else or anything else that prevented me from making those connections. But because I didn't have that social connection, that, that bonding, um, the connections with others that would have helped me to garner strength to push and pull for something, the four or five years that I was getting my, my PhD was such, such a struggle. In fact, I got to the point where I finally finished all of my courses and the research that um, was part of the program. And all I had to do was do my dissertation. And I know a lot of people actually go into the PhD program. In fact, I have colleagues that have gone into the PhD program with me and have not dropped out, but finished with a master's and called it quits because the dissertation truly is that rite of passage for people who want the PhD. 
And when it came to doing the dissertation, I really had to teach myself so many different skills and things, especially the math and the statistics that was involved. It just totally went over my head. And the stress, let me tell you, the stress and the anxiety that came with working with um, the, the ethics board and working with different systems and people and having to coordinate so many different things and then having to prove myself in front of a jury if you will that brought so much anxiety and stress that I really I just wanted to give up and I remember sitting down and asking myself just and I it wasn't even intentional at that point in time but I just happened to have that space and that opportunity to really ask myself is this what I wanted Do I really want to keep pushing and working for something that brought so much stress, so much dis-ease? Was this something that brought delight to my heart? Now, if I were to have made a pros and cons list, if I were to have done things logically, if you will, rationally, I probably would have stopped. However, when I learned through this experience that I could just give myself the one rule, what would bring me peace? I realized that I was going to keep going because this was something that I wanted to take on as my rite of passage and showing not the world, but myself that I can keep going despite all of the stress, all of the anxiety that came with it. When I think about the difference between knowing or having the wisdom to know when to keep going and when to surrender, I think of the um, the serenity prayer. And I'm going to pull it up here because I would like to read it out loud. Um, and because this actually came in a form of a song or lyrics in a song, and I don't know what song it was. It just happened to, to catch my attention. But the serenity prayer goes like this. It was a prayer written by a theologian named Reinhold Niebuhr. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. And it went like this, or it goes like this. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. So when we think about this wisdom, to know the difference, to either surrender to the things that we cannot change, or to have the strength to change what we cannot accept, It really does bring so much light when I consider what it means to have understood, to have had practice in garnering and harnessing that wisdom and knowing what the difference is. Because let me tell you, it's not very easy to know when to keep going, when to give up. But if we know the difference between accepting the things that we cannot change and having the strength to change what we cannot accept. It makes life so much easier in terms of learning how to, if you're at a fork in the road, whether to take a left or to take a right. So I know I wanted to mention also before we wrap this up, what it means to put our hands up and to say, I give up. Because when we think of giving up, we think of it as a weakness, however, Through my growth and expansion, I've learned that giving up is not a weakness. In fact, giving up is not giving up at all. Instead, it's surrendering to acknowledge that there is so much more that we don't know. So when 
you think about drawing stuff in, right? When you think about being in your full feminine power, whether you're a man or a woman, when you're in your full feminine power, you draw and you manifest in your life all of the things that you deserve and all of the things that are in your heart. So when you draw things in, when you say or send a prayer to the universe and you say, um, I would like X, Y, and Z, you don't end at the Z. In fact, you add a little phrase at the end that says, or something better. Because what you think you want right now could so very well be so much smaller than what the universe wants to hand to you. It actually brings to mind a meme that I saw online, and it's a picture of Jesus or Yeshua. And across from him is a little girl. And this little girl, she's probably around three or four years old in this picture of this meme, is holding this like raggedy, just dirty and torn up little teddy bear. Behind Yeshua's back is a huge bear, probably twice or three times the size of the little girl. And the caption of this meme reads, Trust me, you want to let go. Because if the girl doesn't let go of that little teddy bear that's all torn up and small and really old and just no longer deserving of her attention, if she doesn't learn to let that go, the big picture, the big gift that the universe wants to give to her is not something that she can grab. I want to probably end the podcast episode here and I want to challenge you to think about putting into rule in, within your space When you ever find yourself at a fork in the road and you don't know whether to turn left or to turn right, whether you don't know if you want to keep going or whether you want to surrender, I would like to ask you to take a step back and give yourself just five minutes and disconnect from all of the other outside noise and ask yourself, which decision brings you peace? And bring your attention into your heart space and understand with the language of your heart, the language of the spirit and soul, what it is that serves you and your best and highest good. I hope that served you guys well. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I love hearing from you guys. I can be reached at drj at yourlifeinspired.com. That's drj at yourlifeinspired.com. I'll talk to you guys soon.